Today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With the beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone from adults to teens and even children can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Again, that's csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have conversations about faith, culture, and society. This is your host, Chris Fuller. And this is Mark High. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about fasting. And should Christians even fast? What is fasting? And uh, if so, how do we do it? Um, I don't know. We're going to see where this conversation goes. Mark, you ready? Well, I'm kind of hungry, so I guess let's go. Let's go. What's up, best friend? What's going on? Dude, we have had the most unorthodox podcasting experience over the last few weeks, man. <laughs> you know, it's it's been interesting. It's been very interesting. It's been interesting. We're not doing YouTube again today because we are... We're actually not doing YouTube for the next three weeks. Because we are live from my mom's house. Look at your mommies. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh, goodness. Well, we're, like, we were kicked out of my house because I, I sold it. And then we got kicked out of the church Again. again. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing active shooter training, so well, that's probably then, a good thing for the church. A couple of weeks ago, you, you and Beth did a, an episode at your house. Yep. And so now we're at your mom's house, and we're like, hey, let's set up the camera. Let's not. Let's just not. <laughs> well, I mean, because, like, I mean, people don't know this, but my mom, she lives in a villa, which basically just means that she doesn't mow. She doesn't have to shovel. That's not true. They're sometimes slow, and she got to get out early, and mama ain't patient. So she'll sometimes shovel herself out, but then they'll do the rest. Right. But it's more the fact of this is more her retirement home, I guess, where she yeah. just not, she she can just work and focus on the grandkids right. and go do what she needs to do, travel to Michigan. And it's a nice home. It is, but the kitchen, it's it's it, it, it can't fit a lot of butts. It's a wee bitty small. It, it cannot fit a lot of butts. But, you know. But, I'm th- but we both said but. <laughs> <laughs> we're so immature. Yeah. <laughs> but well, at least we're here. We are recording. We are, we are. live. It's we- like th- a throwback to the old days. We should have busted out the old mixing board. No, people ain't ready that. for that quality, man. That's Oh, dude. There's so many people when they like message us and they're like, hey, I went back and rewound. I'm like, why? Yeah. Well, it was still good. Still good episodes. Yeah. Beth always says, I just overthink it because... We're just picky. It's our sound. It's our voice. And we nailed like everything. And well, back no, in the old no days, we that's not true. I forget people's <laughs> names sometimes. Or we hit the wrong pad or we, we forget to record. We forget to hit the we, record button or yeah. Or YouTube. We forget the API just, key. Like to, there's to me, it was funny that last week Beth is like, yeah, Fuller and Mark are so professional and you guys won't have any problems. And then we had to restart three times. It's like, this is ridiculous. Sorry, Brian and Jackie. <laughs> hey, you remembered her name. I do remember Brian and Jackie. <laughs> now, don't ask me for their last name. Macab. Uh, yeah, there you go. Macab. See, I'm terrible with names. Like, once it's yeah. in my head, I am 
Don't gold. ask me why. I just Damn. remembered it, but I did. I was like, oh, macabre. <laughs> so for work, uh, something that I do just, it, it's, I don't know why. It just, it actually helps me make sales is if people have questions, I do like little videos. So I just like, I have my little webcam and then I just talk with the person. Well, whoever I'm talking to, I'll either write a sticky note with their name on it and slap it to my yeah, monitor keep looking over. or I type it up and then make it super big on my second <laughs> monitor. So it's like, I'm looking over, da, 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 da. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Todd. I'll, I'll yeah. get back with you. Or like, cause there was one day I made like four videos like oh, back geez. to back to back. And I'm like, I can't screw their names up because. Yeah. Hey, be, Lindsay, would, my name's Todd. My, my bad. <laughs> So either way, but yeah, so I'm terrible with names. I am wonderful with faces, but I am terrible it's with names. Right. We still love you, and and I think Jackie forgives you. So here's a random Maybe. question I got for you, Fuller. Okay. So my thing is, is once I see a face, I normally never forget it, but how I remember people is by the clothes that they're wearing when I first meet them. Really? That's just how my brain Except works. Except for me, you remember the sam- samurai haircut and the red sweater. But I also remember that you had a blue <laughs> plaid Yes. That you used to wear all the time. Yep. Like that was one of your church shirts. It was a church shirt. It was yep. one of your church shirts. Yep. Yeah, I still so have I remember it. that. I haven't busted that that out for a while, but yeah, I still got it. Yep. So normally, I I, I mean, I'll forget eventually, but right. normally I can remember at least an item of clothing with that person. Or oh, when I saw you, you were wearing this last mm. time I saw you. So that means you're you this were person. wearing your Notre Dame like three quarters yep. zip up. I with, love that yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what you were wearing the first time. So I, do you have any really random ways that you remember people or so, interact? Faces, I can remember faces just like you. Okay. Names, um, typically I associate that person's name with somebody else that I already know. So like with, oh, with Jackie okay. McCobb, I thought of Joel DeMott's wife, Jackie. And so I was like, oh, Jackie. And so I associated that with that. And then uh, I have another friend named Brian at work, and I associated Brian's name with him, and that's how I remember the And names. do you associate like brian friend's face this person's face their name like or is it more just a very yes kind of yeah i put them together and then like okay so i look at them and i go okay this person reminds me of joel demont's wife jackie and so it's jackie brains are fascinating things man so my old the old church we used to go to the worship pastor um benji woolett he remembers things so he would always like do word association so like if your name was heather he'd go heather 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 has a hat and out of that hat has a feather and feather with Heather. And that's how he would do it. It was just like some random weird way huh. he would do it. See, my grandfather does nicknames. Like, because he was looking at all my kids and he was, I mean, my poor grandfather. All of a sudden it's like, hey, here's, I mean, he knows the grandkids' names. This was, he just came into town. Uh, data recording was like two weeks ago. Uh, no, no, not. Well, yeah, a week yeah, ago. He right. was here a week ago. Right. And, um, and he was trying to remember the kids' names and he, he would rhyme it with something or like connect it with something or something right. that they did like but it always rhymed and he and that becomes your nickname mm. i mean what do you think my nickname was i have no idea marky mark it's it's pretty <laughs> marky mark i was gonna say mark the lark but you know mark the lark okay goodness but it's just fascinating how our brains work like i know yeah, we're not right going to, i mean we might get into the brains a little bit with what we're talking about tonight but we have to use our brains we have to use our brains but it's kind of fascinating like you know like the more I study how our brains work and how this works and how like, and even having to study because of our kids, how, how actually the the neurology works inside the brain. Right. I just look at that and I'm like, how can someone literally say that some like, like this came out of nothing? Like it just, we're here. Poof. <laughs> like, like, you know, I mean, I, obviously this isn't a conversation about science and faith, but I just look at this and go, 
there's got to be some amazing yeah. thing or person or deity out there that just made all of this. Great, you know, great designer, exactly. <laughs> great intelligent designer. Yeah. But anyway, that's not what we're here so, to talk about tonight. We should probably. Uh, well, we should do the. We haven't done the. Would you rather in a while? It's been a little bit. I did it's it with a Beth while. a couple weeks did ago, you? but you and I have not. All right, so let's do the. Would it. you rather? Let's I, do it. I've got it. I've got it pulled up and ready to go. And so. Uh, here we go. We're going to do a couple. Let's do a, do a couple? couple. Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll do a couple. Make. All right. So would you rather be able to fly anywhere you want or stop time whenever you want for 10 seconds? Oh, fly. Fly? Fly anywhere. I want. No, no, no. Do I get to fly an airplane or do, does yours truly Superman and just be like, I want to go here now. Like, and boop, I'm in South Africa. Yeah. Let's say Superman style. Okay. So when it's been COVID lockdowns, it'd be cool. Nah, time went too slow during then too. So I'd fly anywhere I want. <laughs> He's like fly. You know, I can't decide what I would do. Because stopping, stopping for 10 seconds, imagine how many people you could save. Like, all the cool things you could do with stopping for 10 just seconds. Boop, boop, yeah, boop. Just, or like, hey, honey, I'll be right back. Or, hey, I don't want to miss this play on fo- football, Notre Dame, so I'm going to pause why they time. Pause it. That's why you got the pause on the remote control, homie. Well, I'm cheap, and I don't pay for that. So. <laughs> I just find all the subscriptions that I can, and then I sign up, and then I get rid of them, and then I sign up, and I yeah. do a different email. All right, so yep. let's let's see what everybody else says. 62% of people said they would rather fly. 38% Ooh, That's actually fly. lower. I thought it would be more up in the 70s, in all honesty, almost 80. I mean, flying would be pretty awesome. It'd be pretty too. dope. So here's the re- next one. Are you ready? Okay, yep. Would you rather go on the fastest and scariest roller coaster in the world or never go on a roller coaster? Give me all the roller coasters. I'm telling bro. you, bro. Let's go. I mean, you've been to Cedar Point, right? Heck yeah, dude. You got dragster, every, everything you, got... you can. Yeah, I love roller coasters. That's when we went down to Florida, we did that slinky dog dash. The girls wanted to go on it. I'm trying to think if Beth and did I you did guys this. Do it? Oh no, there was a long line yeah. and we didn't do it. We, we waited, went to the Buzz Lightyear one instead. We, we waited two hours for it. Yeah. So they were like, Oh, we want to go on Slinky Dog because we want to see well, the, you know, uh, what was his name? We Wheezy, the penguin from number Oh, yeah, two. yeah, yeah Squeaky they, Wheezy, yeah. Yeah, they call him Pengui for whatever reason. <laughs> well, that's funny. They're three and four. So that makes sense. That makes they're sense. They're penguin. And so they're like, We want to see a penguin. I'm like, Well, you we gotta ride the ride. And they're like, Yeah, we want to ride the dog, the slinky dog ride. And I'm like, All let, right, let's go. let's go. And by the time we got off, they're like, we, they couldn't even look at it. We don't like that ride. I mean, it was pretty intense that's for, hilarious. for for a little that, kid. For three and four year olds. It was intense. I mean, it was intense. What was your first roller coaster you ever went on? The American Eagle at Six Flags. The oh, wait, wait, wait. Did you go forward or backwards for the I first time? I went forward and I was scared to death. Actually, that's a good little coaster, though. <laughs> it was like a two hour wait and I cried the whole two hours, did not want to go. I actually ended up, in a, I think I got grounded for like two weeks <laughs> and like four or five spankings because. What? Uh, because I cried so bad and was just being so dramatic about going on because I did not, I was scared to death of heights. And then after I went on and I'm like, I love roller coasters. <laughs> that, how old were you when you did that? Oh man, I was probably eight. See, my nine, first coaster, 10, I was like 13, like I think. Yeah. I went on the Wizard. Oh yeah. I mean, it's still Six Flags, yep. but that's the only roller coaster that did not have flips. Yeah. My next one was the Raptor. Yeah. That was so fun. I went from the. Well, the American Eagle doesn't have flips. Does it have any uh, loops? No, 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 it doesn't. But it was the only like small one that didn't have like a crazy weight or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just remember that was the one that didn't have a flip. So I'm like, I'll go yeah. on that one first. And then I was doing the Raptor or the Mantis and the Raging Bowl and right. Batman. I mean, we did them all. The Demon. That is my all time favorite. It's I got the know. double loop to loop back to back. And then it's got the corkscrew. Is that the one that corkscrewed down the oh, middle? That yeah. was legit. And then when they got the Superman. Oh, man, I love Superman. The Superman. So good. <laughs> I went to a Six Flags in Buffalo, New York. Oh, really? It wasn't good. 
No? No, their 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 Batman was really good actually, but that was all they had really. Yeah, I like the Batman. That's pretty cool. That, but too. no Chicago dude. Batman's but, a little rough though. But we're think about it. We're what? Two hours from Six Flags Great America in Chicago. Yep. Uh Gertie Mills area. We're what? Three, four from Cedar Point? I think the last time I went it was five hours. We're a couple hours from Holiday World. We're a couple hours from Kings Island. We're a couple well, you got Michigan, hours you got from Michigan, Michigan Adventure. Adventure. You got Indiana Beach. Yep. I mean, it's you down got Santa Claus. Indiana. Yeah. Like there's, we literally are at the central hub of going to all the roller coasters. That's just pretty cool. It is pretty fun. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, Anywho, should we not do another Would You Rather? Did we talk too long about roller coasters? I think so. Well, let's move on. We got to talk about coffee. Got to talk about so, coffee. This is a local South Bend hit. And I will say like, okay. Now that it's cooled down, we have it's a different better. creamer tonight, it's but it's better. so good. Yeah. So I was at this cafe the other day. I was working, and I was just like, oh, okay, like I'm gonna, I, I need to buy beans. And so I was just asking the guy, I'm like, so what coffees do you guys have up right now? Right. And he goes, well, we actually have that. Do you, do you want to try it and just have a cup here and then take them? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So they don't do sugar. They do uh, simple syrup, mm-hmm. and I think they make it themselves. And then they also put a little bit of a, I think they did whole milk. I don't think they did half and half. I think it was whole milk best cup of coffee i've ever had at a cafe like nice. hands down so i'm like yes i want this i want this bag yeah. so bad so it's a uh, tanzania mm-hmm. and i just you you just taught me about this it's a double a on it yeah, and i didn't it, know what that meant it's a double a uh it's a double a sifting method so the beans are more consistent they're the same size so when you have consistent beans you get a more even roast amongst your roast and um you also um when you get that, it caramelizes the, sh- the you know, natural sugars and stuff better um, all at the same time. So it's really, when you see like double A or triple A is the ops, absolute best. That's the best of the best of the, of the sitting um, filters. So is that what gives it the higher price tag too? Cause this yep. was like 20, yeah. 21 bucks yeah. for the bag yeah, or something. You, you get single, single grade A, double grade A or triple grade A, depending on what you get, the price is going to go up through the roof. Cause it's an extra process to go through. Hmm. To make sure you get a better coffee. And what's really cool is they actually, where they do all of their roasting, it's 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 in the cafe, mm-hmm. but it's surrounded by just like I guess glass walls, I guess, for lack oh, of a better so word. Oh, so people can watch. So you can, and the dude was back there, and it was, he was so, method, like not in a bad way, but he was so methodical and... It was it was just cool. Hmm. Like like he wasn't moving super fast, but right. it was the process, like just the smooth movements and what he was doing to get it ready with the big bags. So like getting out into the little bags and then processing it and washing it. I mean, they washed it there and everything. Like hmm. it's it's really cool to watch the process, which I know you know because well, it's you interesting the that they wash it because typically you. Don't, I think they wash it there. Typically, you don't wash it because you have to let it dry for so many days, or you're supposed to, because basically when you're roasting, the first part leading up to it. Um, through the turns and stuff, you're you're drying out all the dense internal water in the beans. So oh, but it's like but it's like a whole setup operation. So yeah. I think it's a they I, my I think the mm. way it looked was they wash it and then they set it to the side and then they keep going. Mm. So I'll check them out sometime. Yeah, yeah. So they have the one you know, it's kind of like it looks like you, it looks like you're about to walk into a crime scene. That's their original <laughs> location. Second one is in the heart of downtown South Bend, and it is just absolutely cool vibe. Mm. It's a vibe vibe. The vibe vibe. So yeah, but it's good coffee. It's uh, it definitely you can tell it's a, it's that African taste to it. That yeah, you said it was earthy, more of a earthy rocky more, taste. Yeah, more, and yeah, right. And that's what it is. It tastes like same like with an Ethiopian type of taste. Um, the same same not the same taste, but a similar taste. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. good. I like this better than Ethiopian so far, though. I will say wow. that, and I'm a big Ethiopian drinker. Now I will say that other bag that I brought tonight is a different type of Ethiopian, and that's been my favorite bag of coffee I've ever drank. 
But wow. as but that bag was good. But I like this better than most of the Ethiopians I've had. We got to get so, you eating the beans, though. Oh, I'm not at that point. I tried. I just couldn't <laughs> anymore. Well, hey, guys. So we actually have a new review to read for you. All right. This is our 50th review of the podcast. We have a 4.9 out of 5 rating because of that. I, I really One think it's mistake. That, um, but this is from Tabasco Girly. Tabasco Girly. Homegirl likes her hot sauce. Um, Wait, you can't say that. Homegirl what? likes her hot sauce. Anytime we, you know, identified a girl or a boy or what we thought, it, it says was, girly. We were, I yeah, know, but we were always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, I'm gonna go with it. She says this podcast is really good. I enjoy the lightheartedness Fuller and Mark bring to the show with the fun intros and fun facts to bookend their spiritual based conversations. It leaves me thinking and smiling as I go on with my day. Keep it up, you guys. That was cool. Thanks, Tabasco. Tabasco girly. Thank you for... You're not, you're not going to say girly, huh? Nope. I'm just going to say Tabasco. <laughs> oh, goodness. I think we let the people wait long enough for this conversation. Holy cow. Jeez. Janiel's probably like, come on. Get on with the conversation. Hey, Tabasco girly <laughs> thinks our intros are fun, Janiel. So just get I on board. I told you. We're the, we're the next Kelly and Ryan. That's I'm just what, saying. Uh, uh, the you're Ryan world. and I'm Kelly. Let's just be honest. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. Oh. You got more of the girlish figure anyways. <laughs> I got the hair. Well, you got, you got the hair tonight too, though. I do. Yeah, that's because I left my hat at work, so. You had to look pretty for work. I, no, I just wore my hat at work, and so it's my hat's at work now, and now I don't have it for the podcast, and it just is what it is. It is what it is. All so, right, you set up this episode. This is your episode. This is a episode. Not my episode. It is uh, episode. <laughs> well, um, this was your topic and your idea because this is something I honestly I don't think about this topic well, hardly ever, and not a lot of people do unless you've been kind of in that faith community okay. that deals with, that does it. Um, but there's not a really. A, I mean, I count myself fortunate to have been brought up where this was taught and and people did it. Um, but Ed Cole says a fast is not a hunger strike. There's a difference. A fast is not a hunger strike. Fasting submits to God's commands. A hunger strike makes God submit to our demands. Huge difference there. Hmm. So I thought that was an interesting quote. And as I saw that quote, I was like, you know, fasting is something that we probably should talk about. We've talked about talking about it, but we've never dove into it. So um, I've got a little bit of experience. I got some scriptures we're going to go through and uh, we'll We'll finish it out with a couple questions and leave it with the people. Yeah, I, I, that quote, I'm kind of hanging on to the that sentence of a hunger strike makes God submit to our demands because that's what a strike is, is we want it our way, so we're going to keep doing this until you fold. Right. Because that's usually, you know, especially... It's like, it's like a child holding their breath until they're blue to make their parents do what they want. Right. To give in. And we can't make God do anything. And God laughs. <laughs> Cool. So, so what, what is fasting? What anyway? is fasting? Um, I like the way that Desiring God kind of put it in one of their articles, and we're actually going to be bouncing off this article a lot um, throughout the podcast when I feel like I want to <laughs> bounce over to it. Yeah, you can click the the link so, in our show notes or just go to their website, Fasting I, for Beginners. I definitely recommend that everybody goes to our show notes, which is in every episode. If you just can't click down, look down below the Scroll episode. Scroll down. It's there, man. It's right there. Um and check out this article. It's not a very long article. It could probably be read in like 10 minutes. And it's just really good. Uh, it says, uh, fasting is voluntary, voluntarily going without food or any other regular enjoyed good gift from God. So it's not like, okay, I'm going to give up 
colds for <laughs> it's not a form of lent type of thing you know people i always say i give up lent for lent <laughs> it's not <laughs> oh, goodness it, i don't even do it so it's not that kind of thing it's it's something that you regularly enjoy okay it's something you do often uh for the sake of some spiritual purpose it is uh markedly countercultural in our consumeristic society that's a mouthful uh, like abstaining from sex until marriage. You know, it's counterculture mm-hmm. these days. So was fasting ever important in scripture? Like, this is the big thing. Like, okay. And that's it. And you, you know, I were talking about this before the show, because I said, I only know one passage off the top of my head where it right. talks about it. And it's just when Jesus said, when you fast, don't look like you're fasting. That's the right. only passage I could think of when you asked me about it. Yeah. So as we dive into it, I mean, we see throughout the Old Testament, and even in the New Testament, it was a it was a common practice amongst the Israelites. I mean, this was this was something that was vastly um, in their culture. They were it surrounded them. These are the thing. This is what they did when they were trying to connect or repent or mourn or any of these things. This is what they did. They fasted. Um, so we're going to start off in Daniel, Daniel nine, three, uh, through five. And we're just going to kind of read a couple scriptures, old Testament, new Testament, and then we'll have more of a conversation. Yeah, so, let's do it. Daniel, uh, and Daniel says, so I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord, my God and confessed, Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled, and we have turned away from your commands and laws. So you can see here, there's a fasting process taking place along with the prayer and petition, and it's a it's a prayer and petition of confession. Yeah, so, and Daniel nine. What was was that with? Was is that King Darius? Is that Daniel nine? Know, I'm looking up real fast. I don't remember. Um, these are just. I didn't really look into the storyline surrounding these scriptures. I just wanted to point out a couple of these spots where. So, so you're a little more so looking at the fact of this is. I'm just making the point that fasting was in their culture. This is something that figures throughout history, historical, biblical texts. Did a fast. Oh, like here you something. go. Yeah, so this is in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus. Um, by descent of Mede, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans in the first year of his reign, I Daniel perceived in the books. Uh, the numbers of years that according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet must pass before the end of the desolation of Jerusalem, namely seven years. Mm. And so when he had that revelation and and, and saw that, that's right. when he went, I'm not okay. Right. So, um, so let's jump into Joel now. Like I said, I'm just going to hop through here just to show you that different points yeah. throughout scripture that... Fasting That's was cool. I didn't present. realize Daniel fasted, in all honesty. I just thought he prayed. Right. So Joel 2, 12 through 13 says, Even now declares the Lord, returneth to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. This is this is the Lord declaring it, right, through Joel mm-hmm. to Israel. Even now declares the Lord. Uh, Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Hmm. So then we move on to jump into Ezra. Um, so some of the minor prophets we've been jumping into. Um, Ezra eight twenty one through 23. There, by the Ahava Canal, I proclaim a fast so that we, may, we might humble ourselves before God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from the enemies on the road because he had told the king, the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him. But his great anger is against all who forsake him. 
So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. So this is, he was fasting and praying for protection on the road. So just another, another form of why they would fast. Um, Isaiah 58, 3 through 7. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have uh, not seen? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you did as you pleased and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. In this, the kind of fast I have chosen, only a day for people to humble themselves. It is only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes. Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and unite the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? It is not to share your food with the hungry, or is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wandering with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? So this is Isaiah speaking out against the people when they were doing a fast and and they weren't doing it right. They were doing it for show or for themselves. Or and, and you could see through the fruits of why they were fasting. They were there was quarreling and strife, and they were uh, hitting each other with you know wicked fists, is what he said. So <laughs> hmm. it, it's interesting to see. And I, I wanted to bring this in there because it's interesting to see that we can fast for the wrong reason. And this is what Jesus is going to get into. What like you said uh, in Matthew six, uh, not looking like the Pharisees or the hypocrites when we fast and doing it for show. This is what the people in Isaiah's day were doing. They were doing it for because. This is They took it to the extreme of, well, it's become so much a part of our life that we don't even do it for the right reason. We just do it to do it and because we're supposed to. And, and then Right. So it, it's, it seems like, at least in the Old Testament, fasting was a way of crying out to God when you know, Daniel was in distress. Mm-hmm. Ezra was like, I'm, I'm, he, he had to be nervous. I mean, it seemed like it's something that's absolutely nerve wracking that shaking into your bones right. type thing, or you're, you're begging and pleading God to work on your behalf. Right. And with this, you know, it seems like it's supposed to be something that used for good, but when people's just do it, it's like, Oh, this is what we do. You know, it almost seems like, like uh giving for church. Or worship, or worship, where it's just you're doing it. Like, like what? What is it? Um, your lips worship me, but your heart's far, far from, from me. me. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where, and I don't know. And you, you mentioned this at the beginning. I don't know if it's because I grew up Baptist, like really, really conservative Baptist. We never fasted. I didn't right. even really know what fasting was until college because our 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 um, president, which again Baptist University, right? Our he was big time into fasting. Like he mm. fasted every Thursday at lunch. A lot of staff members joined him in doing that, and then they would actually meet together and pray. But you only knew if you were there where it was, like, yeah. because he's like he. It's more the fact of we are doing this. We're inviting you to do this with us, not at a show. But we need Uni- to beg God unification. To do this. Yeah, it's right. unification. Mm-hmm. And 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 there's a time for that. There's a time to go to your brother or, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. But there's a time to to ask somebody, hey, would you fast and pray with me mm-hmm. for but, this? But needless to say, but, yeah. fasting is not a New Testament principle. It is not. It's And it's not just an Old Testament principle because we see it carried throughout the New Testament. And so, um, well, and even a scripture I didn't put in here, um, and I would have to look, maybe you can look it up while I'm talking about it. Uh, it's the one where they... Um, the disciples try to cast out the demon, and he said this was one that can only be done through fasting and praying. 
what, what scripture is that? And what was surrounding that? Do you think you can find that for me while I read some more? Yeah, yeah, you All read through. Right. I'll, I'll find it here All probably right. just a second. So I'm going to go ahead and, and move on to Matthew 6, 16 through 18. And this is what Mark mentioned a little bit ago. Um, this is where Jesus was talking um, to the people when they fast. It says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put on oil on your head and wash your face. This is basically saying, take, in our day, modern day, take a shower and, and you know look normal. Um so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And not that we should just do things for rewards, but they're, the rewards that come out of fasting at times um, are more of a spiritual closeness if, if you do it for the right reasons. And um, we'll get into it a little bit more, but it's a time where you set aside to, you'd normally be doing something else and you could focus in on God, either through prayer or through reading scripture. Um, but it's a time where it's extra time where you're forsaking something that you would normally do in order to, to draw closer to Christ. You found that scripture yet? Are you still looking? No, I got it. Matthew 17, which is where I was originally, but yep. then I went back cause I'm like, Oh, Mark had something too. <laughs> All right. You need a few more minutes. You got it. I just got to scroll to it now. Right. Matthew seven. So read, yeah, read it in, in context so everybody knows what's going on. I should have put it in here, and I didn't think of it until just now. So Now, this is actually fascinating. All right, so um, Matthew 17, we'll start in verse 14. When they reached the crowd, a man approached and knelt down before him. Lord, he said, have mercy on my son because he has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire or often even to the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus replied, you believe, uh, sorry, Jesus replied, you unbelieving and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How must how long must I put up with you? Mm. Which that's kind of a <laughs> like dang slap in the face, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, bring him here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And from that moment, the boy was healed. Then the disciples approached Jesus privately later and said, "Why could we not drive it out?" He says, "Because of your little faith," he told them. For truly, I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain move from here to there, and it will move for nothing will be impossible with you. Now, this is interesting because the CSB actually removes verse 21 because some manuscripts have it, some right, don't. Right. But it says, however, this kind does not come out except by prayer and by fasting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, it's another little tagline of, and again, we're not, I'm not saying, okay. You we're not looking for it. a theological treatise. It's no. more the fact of just. I'm just pointing out that in the culture, this is a norm. Right. This is the norm of, of ancient Israel. Um, Luke four, two through four says, uh, and this is a very well-known, um, story and the, and the verses preceding it is Jesus going out in the desert it says, uh, where for 40 days he was tempted, uh, by the devil and he ate nothing during those days. And at the end of them, he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell the stone to become bread. Jesus answered it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Very well. If you've been in, in church for any number of years, You've probably heard a sermon yeah, preached on. Don't live by bread alone, right. but by the word of God. But you probably heard this this story preached at some point. Mm -hmm. um, very, I mean, this is the the start of Christ's ministry. This is the, the commissioning point. I mean, it's right after he gets baptized by John the Baptist, and then he goes to the wilderness. Mm -hmm. um, so then let's go to Acts 13. No, I do want to say this. I find it interesting where it says there for 40 days, which I don't think we talk about this part a lot. He just wasn't chilling by himself for 40 days. He was being tempted 
during those well, entire was, 40 days. Right, yeah. And then he was hungry, and the devil's like, I got yeah, you. It, was, it wasn't bread. Like Turn we, into bread, We look bro. at the three te- temptations that are, are listed, but it says for 40 days he was tempted and by you, the devil. And you got to know that had to be the most grueling <laughs> 40 days you <laughs> could imagine. But that's why we, he can say he was tempted in every way a man is tempted. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure Satan threw everything he had at him for 40 straight days. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting. You know, I read a, um, a commentary once on Noah, and they, cor- they correlated the story of Noah and the reigning for 40 days and 40 nights to this and saying, well, 40 back then wasn't necessarily 40 days. It was just, they, they were not constrained by time frames like we are today. You know, 40 just meant it was a while. <laughs> like that's right. what it meant. Well, but at the same time, it could token, have been 45. It could have been 39. I think it could Elijah have been, was also 40 days in the caves waiting to hear Jesus's voice or yeah, like he's like him to the desert for forty days. Right, but what forty I'm, days is a. What I'm saying is, it's not. It, it doesn't have. It, it's not. I'm not saying it's not forty days, but I'm saying it doesn't have to be a literal forty days. It could have been thirty nine. It could have been forty five. But but, he was, was but forty days is also a. It's a number that basically says it is a. Uh, what what what's it's the a, word? A, a spiritual purification or a spiritual it's growth a, or it's a important number that right. the Bible uses or that the writers of, of Scripture use. Um. I just thought it was, that's, that's nothing just, to do with what it's nothing to do with what we're talking about today. It's just fascinating. Um, Acts 13 two says, um, obviously this is the post Jesus, right? So we just read during Jesus ministry, there was talk about fasting. Now we're going post Jesus Acts 13 two, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy spirit said, set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So they were fasting and praying when the Holy Spirit spoke to them, the disciples and said, hey, set aside. Which is interesting because if you would have asked me about that passage, I would say, yeah, when they were worshiping God, the Holy Spirit spoke to them and then he set them apart and yeah. then they laid hands and sent them out. Right. We don't hear, talk about the fasting well, so, part. So then we jump ahead a little bit. We go to uh, Acts 14, 23, and it says, Paul and Barnabas appointed leaders or elders for them in each church, right? So they're out in this ministry. They appointed elders for them for each church and with praying and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. So isn't it funny that Paul, well, they say Saul, Saul, Saul and Barnabas in 13 was sent out, or they were set apart by fasting and praying. And then when Paul and Barnabas chose elders at this church, they prayed and fasted and then committed them to the Lord. Yeah, and I'm curious to see what that would look like because it right. says, you know, while they were worshiping and fasting. Now, I will say this. I was actually reading a really cool article from Relevant Magazine, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Preston Sprinkle wrote it. And basically, um, you would, I, I should I needed to text it to you. I totally forgot. It was basically the f- four things that the modern church needs to get the crap together on. Mm. And one was community. Yeah. And the fact of back in the New Testament time, the early church, it wasn't just a country club. You join as a member and you pay right. your dues. And now you serve me. It was a, no, we're coming together because we're all in this together. But, like Bible reading was never done separately because it was a illiterate culture and they right. didn't have they have books and phones like we do. Right. So they were always together doing this. So they were probably worshiping and fasting together but, in, in community. But isn't it funny? We we study the, the New Testament. And we live our lives as Christians in such a way, but we miss something like this, where every time they were commissioning somebody or somebody was set apart to, for a ministry, it was through fasting and praying first before they were commissioned. And, and I hate to say this, but my job just, was a pastor and a teacher. It's just, you know? yeah, it's just interesting. It. It's just interesting that it's missed so often. You know, we get everything else. But we miss some minor things. And I even think of my you know, house churches, and they're like, well, we want to go back to the New Testament church, but yet they don't put an emphasis on fasting either. It's just it's just intriguing to me. You want to go back and 
do what the early church did. Well, it to me, it looks like that it was a pretty prominent thing that they used to do. So why isn't and, it? And I guess I guess my question would be is all of these things were for different purposes. It right. kind of seemed like 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 different outcomes, right. and different goals. So I guess for me, I I look at this and go, okay, cool. So fasting seems to be in important but what in what but, way what what yes yeah, that's what i'm wrestling well, with right now it's like how is how is this important okay you know? so we look at the old testament law you know in old testament law you know it, it says that if a, a child was disobedient you should take him outside the camp and stone him <laughs> or if a <laughs> yep. if a woman was on her menstrual cycle she, she couldn't go she's work supposed to be, she's supposed to be outside the camp for seven days after she stops because she's considered unclean before she's back. Which I'm like, what? So crazy. she's gone like for half the two, month? Yeah, two, so you get to see your wife two weeks out of the month. That's <laughs> crazy. So, you know, we got to answer that question. Is, you know, that was the culture back then too. Is is this just a cultural thing? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and this next scripture, you know, I, I've always taken it one way and then I heard another theory and I, I shared with you, Mark, a little bit on that theory that I had heard Um and so I'm going to give it both. I'm not going to tell people which way they should. What I'm going to tell our listeners is that you should go study fasting because it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about it a little bit. I'm going to give you my opinion on it. Mark obviously hasn't had much experience with it. So nope. <laughs> we're just going to hear a lot a, of my opinions. I'm a Baptist. We <laughs> like potlucks. He's a Baptist. I'm a Baptist. <laughs> so Matthew 9, 14 through 17. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Keep going. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm just laughing. I'm just like bad. I'm like I'm not really bad. <laughs> this not real. I, I, it's, I'm Bad-tist. I'm cracking myself up. So go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> now you're making me laugh. So Matthew nine fourteen through seventeen. Jesus. Uh, well, we'll just it says then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we? This is John's disciples, John the Baptist, and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast. And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn? As long as the bridegroom is with them, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskin. If it is the skins, if it is the skins burst and the wine is spilled and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. Now, the way hmm. I grew up and was taught about the scripture, and right or wrong, all right? I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, this is a little interpretation going on, is that fasting was a big part of their culture. Christ came, and while Christ is with them, there was no need to fast. But when Christ is, is gone, has ascended to heaven, um, fasting should be a regular part of our life, and we see this because of um, Acts, right? We go back to Acts, and this is post-Jesus ascension, and they're still doing the fasting. So that's the way I was brought up. Now, here's the second theory that I've just learned this past year, and it's a it's a theory, right? Okay. It's something that I can't prove or disprove. It's an idea, yeah. It's just, yeah. So, um, and that is that this scripture was talking about, yes, they fasted, then Jesus came, and then while Jesus was with them, they didn't fast. But then when the Romans took Jesus away to, to try him and crucify him, well, the, the Pharisees, should I say, and then they handed him off to Rome. Um, then that, during that time period, they should have been fasting and praying. Uh, the disciples should have been fasting and praying because he was taken away. They should have been in mourning. It should have been a mourning. Which is that what Jesus was doing in the Garden of Gethsemane? Was he fasting and praying then? I mean, there's... Because they just said he went away to pray. Yeah, I don't see anywhere specifically where it mentions fasting. So, I mean, you would think that... So, people have the misconception that the Last Supper 
and the garden were like neck and neck right after each other. And they could have been, or they could have been a little bit further away. So, I mean, he could have fast, it could have been hours away and he started the fast after mm-hmm. the supper, or he could have just That's been true. like, I'm going there right afterwards. I mean, you don't really know. They say the time frame between where he was in the city or where they think he was in the city to the garden is about an half i think it was a half hour to an hour i can't remember somewhere but, there but the either walk. way but it's it the they just they just had a the passover meal correct so we don't know you know obviously they're not going there to eat they're, which they is there interesting because you know and they were there to set up camp. the jewish custom has so much theology around food it seems like right well just think about the even the reason why they were in the garden was because there was so many people in Jerusalem. So typically mm. that's what they would do is that people would come because they were required to Passover, come for Passover. Yeah. All the men were required. If you were Israelite, you were required to be there for, uh, at, in Jerusalem at the temple for Passover. And so just think about how many people had to come to that city. So where are they going to stay? Well, once the city's filled up, they would sleep on the outskirts of the city. So this is where they would typically probably, this is where it's assumed most people would go is up in the grove and, and the garden and every to, time to that, camp. and every time that Jesus knew something crazy was about to go down, he or or you know like whenever he had these big miracles and these right. followed ten thousand people, he's like, "I'm gonna go to the other side of the river now. I'm gonna right. go pray." He always had an, an escape right route. right before <laughs> like 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 for us as humans, it's like, "Yo, I got this mass following. We got a mega church. Let's go." Right. Jesus, is like, "Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to dip. I'm going to go over there. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna say what I got to say and go." <laughs> and that's it. So it's like the and I guess this is what I'm really curious about because I don't know. I I haven't done a study on fast mm-hmm. is on fast on fasting is. Was it just food? Was it something? I mean, it had to be something with food because you saw the Pharisees where it says, you know, don't like, like, don't do it like how they do it, where mm-hmm. they look sickly because they're physically not eating. Right. You know, but then I see they were worshiping and fasting. So it's like, how long was this fasting? Because, um, like, I know intermittent fasting is like kind of a new agey culture vibe. You're asking all the questions I thought you, you were going to ask, which I kind of wrote down. Wait, so, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Every question you've asked so far, it's like, oh, I've got, oh, there it is. There. Well, well, I feel like, because, you know, for that's good. how I grew up, like, I don't, I don't know a lot about fasting. Exactly. I just knew it. I was like, oh, people did it, but I'm like, yeah, that's not my jam. So, I mean, we let's look at some of the reasons, right? We just read some scriptures. There's many more scriptures on fasting, but some of them, uh, we saw in the old testament there was a lot for repentance or mourning or stuff like that mm-hmm. um there was some for protection there was some from growing closer to god um there was some to just dive in deep to show the seriousness of prayer there's some that are talked about you know you have to be connected with god in order to cast out demons mm-hmm. if if that's in the actual manuscript like we said you, we don't really know it's kind of in some and not in some but but either way fasting is a it seems like a, a big a huge, deal in scripture. There's a, there's a lot of reasons why they fasted. Um, and, and even nowadays, I mean, letting, letting, I put here for myself, you know, in the times that um, I've fasted in the past is letting hunger be a reminder to focus on God even, you know, in the busyness of our lives. Sometimes we forget to put God in the forethought or forefront of our thoughts. And so, um, you know, when you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to make it a point to fast. And you're like going through your day and it's like, oh man, my stomach hurts. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be praying. <laughs> like, we start we we actually did that. That was like two years ago. We did, yeah. We started doing a weekly fast, you and I did for for a little bit. Right. And then we had a ch- we changed the time because of something. Yeah, I don't remember. small group. We had to change it because we couldn't eat at small That's group what anymore. It was, yeah. Stu <laughs> would bring food and you and me look like, at each other and be it. like Dang it. Dang it. They bring like, like cookies too. It, wasn't right. like, it was just like cookies. So then we were like, this, okay, man. after a small group, then we fast. 
Right. Or we were like, okay, breakfast and lunch. That and was then, hard. Uh, we yeah. haven't done that. Lap. That was, it was two a, years ago. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, um, some of the questions, about that. some of the questions, we'll go through some of the questions yeah, I've heard about fasting. And some of the questions you've already said is like, well, do I have to fast just food? Like, is that like the requirement? It's got to right, be Right, because, you know, Lent, that's the idea of giving up something to focus on on well, what you, either A, what you have, and B, right. the blessings God's already given you. Correct, yeah. So, um, you know, food's pretty common, as we see through most of Scripture. It was a, a food fast. Mm. Um, but there was also other times, right? So there's that Scripture that talks about um, you shouldn't be apart from your spouse unless it's for fasting and praying and then only then for a short, for a short time. So if it could be um, sexual relations from your spouse, but it needs to be mutually agreed upon. It can't be like the girl going, Mm-mm, I'm fasting. I'm fasting from this. <laughs> or the guy going, Mm-mm, I'm fasting from you because I'm praying and focusing <laughs> on God. It's got to be a mutually agreed upon thing because you're one. Can I just say I love how we're coming out of the episode on singleness and we're talking about this now? <laughs> just just coming out of the gates. Yeah, no. Um, but, uh, you know, there's people that have done, I've heard of doing um, fasting for money. You know, they, they fasted their money. They've given way more than they normally would have. Like, above and beyond because of their fasting from their money. Hmm. Um, and I would say you're not fasting for money. You're fasting from using money to get your own stuff correct. that you already have. So correct. use it to bless other right. people. So it's kind of a dual thing. It's kind of like, okay, I'm going to tithe and I'm going to fast from what I would normally keep for myself. And I actually heard of a story of a guy who would do that. He he, he upped his offering like $2.50 or something like that. And and someone's like, why why did you do that? He goes, that's my Wednesday coffee. There you go. That's the day I would go to the coffee shop right. and get it. And he goes, it sounds really weird, but or that's like, what I gave up. Like for me, like in, in my type of situation, for, and I'm not saying I do this, but for me, you know, I get fun money. Me and my, me and Janio, we oh, yeah. budget mm-hmm. out fun money. So yeah, if, I get, I do too. if I got fun money one week and I said, you know what? No, I'm giving this extra tithe that I would normally spend on myself, but I'm giving it. That's a way of fasting for money. Because it actually is taking away... I guess something that you want, right? Right. Yeah. And, and in that moment, you're thinking about God. Now, those moments are a little bit um, shorter, <laughs> you know, than like a if I'm going to fast from breakfast. Well, from the time I get up to the lunchtime, that's a <laughs> I'm all a little hungry, so mm-hmm. that I'm going to be focusing a little bit more. Whereas that, I can give that money and then I forget about it, right? You know. So, but it's not a bad thing to do that type mm. of thing. There, you can also um, time your time that you would normally be doing something else, like me. I like to veg out and watch a little TV sometimes. Well, I could fast from doing that and focus my time on God during those times or social media or there's a lot of things you could fast for. And basically, the way I like to describe fast fasting is that you're putting away or taking away. uh, It's basically what Desiring God said. You're taking away something that you would normally do or normally do for yourself or somebody else. And you're devoting that whole time or that resource directly to God Hmm. and in that time. Um, so then the next question comes, well, okay, so I want to do a meal or I want to do fun money or I want to do TV. So how long should I do a fast? Right. That's the thing I'm thinking through too. Cause, and that's the question that I had when uh, they, they, uh, not so much Paul and Silas, but more when they found the elders, it's like, so did how y'all fast did for like, all right, that was, that was a long day boys, but we did it like, right. <laughs> Well, nowhere in scripture can I find a place where it gives a time limit no, of how but, long you're supposed well, to fast. Well, I will say this. It so. does say, Jesus says, don't look sickly. And to you, and let's be honest, I skip lunch well, probably more often than not, and I don't look sickly by the time dinner rolls around. But we also know after he said that, he fasted for 40 days. Right. So, so I mean, what's sickly? I mean, you know, um, and obviously it depends on what you're doing, too. His circumstance was 
well, he didn't have any followers or anything like that. So who was really going to know that he was fasting that whole time? Right. And know? that was also his, uh, that was right after his baptism. Right. Like exactly. That's the start of his earthly ministry. Right. It was the commissioning. I call it the commissioning point. You right. know, the baptism was like, okay, this is the prayer. This is the fasting. And then now we send you out and you go through the Which, commissioning. I mean, then, Paul went to the desert for a long time. Right. Jesus went to the wilderness for a long time. Right. And Elijah even went to the wilderness when Moses, he was growing. Moses did. I feel like there's something to be learned about, Some, about this. I feel like there's a lesson here. There is. There, it, the lesson is some, before you can go out and sh- it's it's like it's done in public first needs to be done in private. Well, you you have to establish that. You have mm-hmm. to establish one. You have to establish your faith. You know, you look at Moses who didn't have faith before he went into the desert. Mm. You Elijah at, lost his faith, right? And then you Jesus. I mean, it's Jesus. He's an exception to the rule, but but he <laughs> Paul, was a human. Paul had just been been saved. So, I mean, even though he was a Pharisee and, and had all this knowledge, he didn't, there's a difference between knowledge and faith. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom of how to use that knowledge. I mean, there's a lot of things to learn. Um, this is why me personally, we've talked about this and I think it was in our hundredth episode when we were doing the rapid fire question that questions from people, but, uh, young, young people, uh, had pastoral ships. This is why I I don't believe that a young person should be able to be a head pastor because they're not established in their faith. They haven't mm. had that experience. And we talked about that a little bit. And um, again, that's just my opinion. I'm not saying thus say it the Lord, <laughs> but uh, so uh, there definitely is a lesson to be learned, but back to fasting. <laughs> um, I don't see anywhere where it says time limit. So how long can we fast for? Um, I personally, from experience, I would say uh, if you're going to fast from food, start slow, make it a meal. Make it make it two meals, and this isn't just for intermittent fasting for this fitness. isn't for, this this is for health intentional. reasons. Yeah, this isn't for health reasons. This is for I'm I'm going to set aside this time that I would normally eat to focus in on God, and when I feel hunger, I'm going to focus in on God, and every time I, my belly grumbles, I'm going to focus in on God. Mm-hmm. And for a fat kid, this is really effective <laughs> <laughs> because what it does as you go into it, right? Um, you know, especially for people that are never fast and they go, I'm going to do a one day fast. I remember my first one day fast. I'd never fasted before. And I'm like, I'm going to do a one day fast. And I was famished. I was so hungry and it made me rely on God. God, just get me through this day. Lord, I know I'm doing this for you. Just help me. Give me the strength to get through this day. And just the reliance you have to have on God because you're so weak and you can't think right. And you're just so hungry. I mean, it's just right. But I think a rebuttal would be is what's the difference between that and just the self will to do it. So, um, there, I mean, you got to have some self will ish and I don't want to make that. I mean, but you got to have the desire. You can break the fast at any time you want. So it is kind of your will. It's my, I I am, my self will is that I want to please God and I'm doing this because whatever reason, this, that, and the Mm -hmm. other, you know, I, um, I, there's been, um, times I fasted to grow closer with God. There's been times I fasted for praying for healing for somebody. There's been times I've fasted for, you know, this or that. It, it, it all depends on what you fast for. And I would say that when you fast, go into the fast with a good reason, right? And not to, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to fast because Chris Fuller says I should because it'll help me grow more close spiritually with God. I mean, we've even seen it might not if it's for the wrong it reasons. It doesn't and, always. Right. And sometimes you go into a fast. It could be a week-long fast, and you get nothing from Scripture. Just nothing. God's not really, you don't feel like God's speaking to you. Mm-hmm. 
And so what's your response going to be when you come out of that fast? Are you going to be happy about it? Are you going to be mad about it? Are you going to be sad? Are you going to be like, oh, questioning why didn't something happen? I mean, so when you enter a fast, one, you should enter it prayerfully. You shouldn't just enter a fast. You should pray about it and know what you're going into the fast about, in my opinion. So how long should you go for it? Well, however long you feel that you need to go into it for, but when you do it, do it for the right reason and make sure the whole time you're doing it, you're doing it for the right reason. And if you're not doing it for the right reason, you might as well break the fast. Um, the fast is not, it's not a magical potion or a magical wand that gets God to do things for us. Um, to me, it's more of a, we're just there to show how committed we are to God mm. and his will. That's just what it is to me. It's all about what we. Yeah, I'm. I'm just reading about this. Yeah. Fun fact: uh, Greek Orthodox Christians fast for a total of 180 to 200 days. Ooh. And I'm just I'm 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 reading through. This is a actually scientific journal about it. And I mean, there it does talk about a lot of health benefits that come from it, but a lot well, of it's mental strength. That's what we see with the intermediate fasting, though, for that people do. And I mean, people do hunger strikes. All sorts of religions do hunger strikes. And this oh, thing, yeah, even Islam they wanna, do. And they want to get on a higher spiritual Hindu, plane. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's what can they get out of it? Whereas, like Ed Cole said, it's what we can give out of it. You know, rather than what we get out of it, what do okay, we can so, give so out of let's, it? Okay, so let's 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 chase that rabbit for a second. Right. So the difference between world religions is the fact of we don't go to God, but God came to to us, in fact, we read that in the Gospel of John, where Christ became flesh and dwelt among us. L- look at fasting this way. So uh, these other religions, it's it's I want to reach a higher spiritual plane, and I want I want to get to Nirvana or that right. that state or that position. Yeah, look at your fasting as a Christian as a offering. So it's not so much I'm trying to get closer to God. I'm trying to get something from God. I'm, I'm trying I want to, to do this. I want to give something. That's what it is. That's what it should be. It should be, I, I want to give this to God. I want to devote this time. I want to devote this hunger to God. It's me devoting, it's, it, and it's not like, okay, well, God, look at how hungry I am. It's saying, I'm giving you everything, my body, my soul, my strength, to focus in on you, hmm. to give to you the things that are already yours that you have given to me. It's, it's, it's a form of tithing. It, it ties right into that. It's a form mm-hmm. of, it's an offering. I'm offering myself to you. I'm giving myself over to you. So I, I think that's the, you know, if we break it down, that's what it should mean as a Christian. Hmm. And what leads out of that? It leads a closer connection with God. Yes. I mean, it's just like anything. You, know, you give money, God always gives it back 10 times typically is what it seems like. Right. I mean, not not literally 10 times, but that's what it seems like. Like if we're faithful, God is faithful to us. So if we're f- even faithful through our fasting, I've seen God be faithful back. And just like with Old Testament, we're not doing it in order for God to do anything. Right. We're just doing it to to be the Right. Oh, and we might awful. not we might not know what the blessing is. Right. Well, you don't you don't you should <laughs> You shouldn't give a tithe expecting something in return. Right. You shouldn't give anything to God. This is what Christians forget. Everything that we have, every breath we take is God's. Mm -hmm. So anytime we praise God, we're just giving our breath and our voice back to God. It's already his, and he gave it to us to be stewards. And we're just saying, God, we we acknowledge that you gave it to us, and we're giving it back. And God doesn't need it. God, uh, we've talked about it. God doesn't need us, he, mm-hmm. but he allows us to need him <laughs> and he loves us. And so it's a, it's a way of us giving back. That's what it is. Hmm. So the next question I always hear is, can others 
know that I'm fasting. That's true. If you do decide to fast, can you do you have right. to be quiet? Yeah. So we see we see a couple um, we see a couple scriptures where it talks about you know not letting yourself look sickly. Um, you should do things you know in private and and so you shouldn't let others right. Know. But you also but, see an axe, they did it together. Exactly. You know. And so this is where it's uh, I think it's okay to fast with others. Um, it's also good support. You know, to me, having a fasting buddy that you guys can encourage each other. Hey, you can do it. Keep pressing it. Keep pressing it. Remember, this is an offering to God. This is an offering. You can do it. Or a couple, a, a, a husband and wife, or a family. These are, this is a good way to, it's a support to do together as long as the reasons are, don't look at me. Because mm-hmm. that's where we see scripture speak directly against it. If it's ever look at me and look what I'm doing for God, or hey, I'm going to look a certain way. Oh, man. Oh, what's wrong, Chris? Oh man, I'm just fa- I'm fasting, so I'm real hungry. You know that. Okay, now you're right. You've you're, already you're trying to draw the attention. You've already given up. You you're not even doing the offering to God. You're doing the offering for yourself to receive the pat on the back. Right. That's what it is. It's a it's a selfish thing when you do it that way. So that's where it's like okay, you know, like you and I when we were doing it. Um, the only person who knew was my wife, and that's just because she, she needed she, she needed to know because she was cooking meals, and it was like, look, I'm fasting me and mark are praying and fasting together she'd be like okay and that's it and so uh, but nobody else knew about it nobody in our small group knew about it and that's the way it should be it was me and you doing it together as a brothers but you can do it as a community i've seen whole Mm -hmm. churches do it before um it's just the way you do it (laughs) you know is it for an offering to god or is it look at me Mm -hmm. look at me so yeah that's what i got my friend that's 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 my that's my fasting spiel. <laughs> you know, there's a, there was a podcast I listened to about a year ago, and I'm trying to remember what it was called. Um, Startup, maybe something like that. I don't know. But basically, the whole idea behind this podcast was it followed in a journalistic style mm. these small business entrepreneur startups. Mm-hmm. And so what they did is they actually followed a church planner because they were like, it's not a Christian podcast, nothing like that. It was more the fact of this guy started to look around and he he had some touches in the Christian community, but he's like, it seems like church planners are a lot like business startup people because they have mm. to have they have to fundraise. Right. They have to get people on their side. They have to go and let people know about them. It's and like there's missionaries a lot of it. too. <laughs> right, exactly. So they they followed him. And I remember this pastor, he would uh, I don't remember if it was once a week, if it was once a month. I don't remember what it was, but he would take this retreat day and he would actually go to I think it was a um Oh, what do they call those? Uh, like, like, a, is it a nunnery? I think it's like, like where the nuns live at, at, mm. at like the Catholic yeah, parishes. So right. he would go there because they would have these little tiny cabins that you could mm. just rent, and it was just you in the wilderness. Like, That's literally, cool. it was one room with a desk, a lamp, and a bed. Wow. And I even did that once. I went to a retreat center that was uh, that was Anabaptist. It was Mennonite, and I literally had a room, a tiny little room with a bed and a desk. And there was other people there, but we weren't allowed to talk mm-hmm. for, I think I was there for 36 hours or something like that. So wow. the only time I talked to somebody. And that killed you, buddy, because I know but, you. <laughs> it, no, it did. But it was also freeing to be able to sit there yeah. at, you know, whatever meal we were at. And I could look at people and I would read people's body language. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, he's doing all right. She's not. There's right. something wrong there. But, you know, I, I, by the time it was time for me to leave. I had so much quiet in my head and my space that I like, it, it seems like if you give yourself an hour, you just get all the junk out before you can actually, okay, now I, I, I just, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm just here and I'm empty and I've had all my thoughts. 
I've read my books. I've processed what I need to process. So I, 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 I'm still here. I don't know what to do. Right. And so that's what this pastor would do is whenever he was trying to get direction for the church or there was something that was happening in the church, he would go to this retreat center. So that way, by the time he was there for 48 hours, he was, you know, the, the second day he was like, I don't, I, I'm just, my brain's empty. Like, all right, God, fill this sucker up because I don't know what else to do. And I right. thought that was really fascinating to hear mm-hmm. that. And so I wonder if that's also what fasting partially does too, is it clears away some stuff. It tears away some junk mm-hmm. that, you know, because we're not supposed to be reliant upon goods and money and clothes because the Bible says like... Or self. Like, like it, um, is it Matthew 7? I think it's Matthew 7 where Jesus says... You know, why are you worrying about clothes on your body? Mm. I take care of the sparrows. I take care of the lilies in the field. And, right. and they don't ask. They just, they're taken care of. And aren't, aren't you better than a sparrow? Yeah. Like you're you're actually created by God. Like you are a made in the image of God. You are a creation of God. He loves you. Why wouldn't he take care of you? But sometimes, you know, us as a Western culture, comfortable Americans, I got my iPhone. I got my AC. I got my, I got running water. I got coffee whenever I want. If I run out, oh shoot, cool. I just go to the store and buy some more. Like I, I, I to yeah. be honest with you, I ain't got many worries. Dude. I really don't have that many worries when it comes to my daily bread. Right. I have worries when it comes to other things. Yeah. We're no George Mueller, are we? No, but not <laughs> our daily bread. Like I don't, I open the fridge and go, okay, cool. What's in here now? Most of the time we got a, a, a fridge full of food and we're like, that doesn't sound yeah, good. Yeah, I don't right know what that doesn't sound good right now. Yeah, I just can't think of it. Nothing sounds good. So I'm going right to so go with Chick fil A. Yeah. Like that's, right. what, that's what happens sometimes. It just happened to me the other day. We got a fridge full <laughs> of food and I'm like, Janiel's like, okay, well, I got this. I got chicken pulled out for dinner. What, you know, does that sound okay? And I'm like, oh, Chinese sounds good. Let's, let's go get some Chinese food. And it's like, where else in the world and in time and in history? We, we are living it. We're so spoiled. <laughs> like, there's people in Africa that are like, look, I don't, it could be maggot filled bread and I'll eat it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. And we're like, no, nothing sounds good. Let's go get Chinese food. <laughs> like, it's crazy. And so I wonder if that's what partly fasting is, is it clears our brain and it clears our space in terms of yeah. so desiring what we can just readily have and put right. our focus on. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just processing it, processing and, it out loud. And I, I encourage our listeners to continue to process this. This yeah. is just a short blip of a conversation. The, I feel like this is the intro. This, you know? Yeah, this is, the, uh, this is the diving board pad. You got to jump off to get into the pool fast. Hmm. And, um, you know... <sighs> It's hard to find a good fasting book, you know, that I would trust to give to people that isn't super charismatic because most of the charismatic people are the ones writing the fasting books. Right. It's even like the book I gave to you, Mark, The Fasting by Jensen Franklin. Yep. Um, Sell myself. It's a, it's a more of a charismatic, and that's why I told you when I gave it now. Don't believe everything he says, but it's got some good scriptures behind fasting. Like, mm-hmm. And that's you have to be careful, and you have to filter it a little bit. Um, but I would encourage just Google scriptures on fasting hmm. and then read them in context and and highlight the scriptures on fasting and really just do do a word study on fasting and really dive into it because it is one of those things that if used correctly it's a good way for us to connect with God and not that we're that's what it should be about but that offering it's just like tithing when you tithe with the correct heart it connects you with God for some reason and it's just one of those good tools and good things to be able to do. So if someone was, you know, listening to this conversation right now and going, all right, Fuller, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but w- what's my first step? Well, what would you just tell that person? I would say pray. Pray to God and say, is this something I should do? And then study his word. And see if it's something that you are ready to do in your heart of, 
give this offering of fasting, of food, of time, of money, of whatever, this offering to God. It's another offering. It's an offering. That's what it is. Um, you know, even when the Israelites were doing it in mourning, it was emptying themselves, saying, look, we're fasting. We, we are so sorry. We don't even deserve to eat because that's a gift that you gave to us as food, and we shouldn't. We should be offering it as in repentance to you, God. And it's it's one of those things. It's just there's something special that God uses in it. And I don't know why he chooses to. It's I don't know why God chooses to do anything because I'm not God. And right. If I was, I'd be. I would just want it be. <laughs> so, uh, uh, That's it, fair. It's one of those things that I I've always encouraged people to do it because when I started doing it, um, God just gave something to me, gave me a passion for it. Um, there was one point, and I had to stop it, but there was one point that I was fasting five five days out of the week because I just loved doing it so much. I loved the connection that I had with God, and it was just like, I want to give it all. I want to give it all. I don't want to eat again because I just want to keep giving, 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 giving. Um, and then God had to smack me a few times and say, all right, you're getting a little too ridiculous with it. <laughs> so um, there is... I think there is a point where it could be too much mm. um, and you could be doing it for the feeling you get out right. of it. And then now you've done it for the wrong And a lot of times it seems like decisions that need to be made and in, in specifically the new Testament was surrounded by fasting too. Yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. So, so yeah, um, I would encourage people to pray first and then study the scripture and really seek God's face and their own heart search Search me, oh God. Remember mm, <laughs> Psalms? Yep. Uh, Search me, my heart, and you know, see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me into the way everlasting. Man, do that prayer first before you go into fasting because you do not want to, you don't want to, you don't want to ruin fasting for yourself because you can do that. If you go in with the wrong reasons, you can ruin it for yourself and be like, ah, fasting wasn't that great. Like, all I was was hungry. I was just hangry the whole time. <laughs> it's like, I just well, wanted a Snickers. If you go in with the right reason and the right heart, you won't be hangry. I can promise you, you won't be hangry. You might be hungry, but you won't be hangry. Because <laughs> your focus is on the right Right, thing. exactly. So, yeah. I like it, man. Well, thanks for that. That's That was a good, good conversation. That's what we're here for, right? It is, yeah. And if you guys are, <laughs> have any other questions about fasting or whatnot, reach out to us, man. Yeah, you know? definitely. Definitely. If you want any additional resources or check out that article by Design God, John Piper's got some really good stuff on fasting. Um, so, you can always hit up their website as well. Time for... Fun facts with February. <laughs> <laughs>that laugh dude last week when we had the macabre on i got their last name right this yes, time right when that last <laughs> laugh watching their face just light up when they hear was that was that noel no that was piper that's piper's last i think i've asked you that before yeah, that's piper's <laughs> it's just so dang cute well dude you know we that the, the t -t tabasco girl who says she likes how we end cat these episodes with some yeah. fun facts before so dude we can't leave the people hanging tonight I mean, I left him hanging two weeks ago, and Beth had to jump in and fill in. That's true. But good job, Beth. Yeah, she nailed it. She nailed it. She did nail it. Oh, we forgot. We should have. I should have looked up to see if the ones that the macabs had did they, if you know, they said, "Oh, we got a fun fact for you." Remember, it's the not in our Evernote, so it would have been the first like thirty episodes. <sighs> All right, or so. so I'm going to say that one first. Just Maybe we should say it's because we have some rewinders on this show. If someone finds that episode, oh. tell us which one it is, and we'll send you something special. So there's a there's a special there's a thing about Paraguay. There's, we'll just say there's there's a fun fact about Paraguay in one of our episodes. If you find that episode, send us the episode, 
And we'll, we're going to make it a little first Easter. person, first, yeah, first person. person. It's going to be a little Easter. All right. Fine. I like it. I like it. Well, dude. So what's what fun do, fact do we do have for fact. tonight? Did you know, Mark and listeners that Neil Armstrong didn't say that's one small step for man. He didn't say that. The astronaut insists he actually stated that's one small step for a man. One giant leap for mankind. That's the only way the statement makes any sense, Armstrong told biographer James Hansen. And for the record, no real astronaut ever uttered Houston. We have a problem. Tom Hanks only said that in the movie Apollo 13. And see, that's hilarious to me because no, no, i did know that one i did know that last one that no one has ever said houston Nobody's we have a problem ever. but like growing up as kids when we'd play astronauts we would say it all the time Houston, we got a problem like, we would do that all the time yeah i know so that's really funny. i still do it now which when did when did apollo 13 come out <sighs> early 90s so we were kids when it came out i think it was early 90s late 80s early 90s i, I well i just remember the uh, movie rocket man I don't know if you've ever uh, seen Rocket Man. Yes, that was hilarious. He's, he went the very first step or part of I that. I just remember he farted in his suit and the big yes. fart bubble went to he's the like, other guy's suit. And he's like, that wasn't me. That was Julie. <laughs> it was great. But in the very beginning of the movie, he's, he's in the dryer and he's going around. He's like, Houston, we have a problem. We have a problem. Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie probably since I was like oh, a teenager. Man. And I watch it often because we just laugh every time we watch it. It's just a hilarious movie. I'm going to have to ask Beth if she will be okay with watching it. Because if not, I have to come over to the Fuller's house and watch it. Let's go. (laughs) I absolutely love it, man. Well, hey, just like always, guys, we appreciate you guys so much. Just come and hang out with us every single week. It seems like our podcast is growing here every single week, which is awesome. We should talk about the the downloads next episode. So come back next week and listen to how many downloads we've had this past month. It's been unreal, guys. But until, well, no, not until next time yet. Because if you need to find us anywhere, realtalkchristianpodcast.com or Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Real Talk Christian Podcast or at the phone number 574-400-5352. We love you guys. Please reach out to us. We're here to chat. And don't forget, we're sponsored by the CSB Study Bible. Well, CSB Bible in general, but Lifeway. So uh, go pre-order that goat skin Bible. Or if you're just looking for a good reading Bible, CSB is the way to go. And that's the one we use on the podcast. It is. I love it. Well, hey, guys. We love you all. We are so glad you are here. But until next time, take it easy.